Good morning, Vernon. Good morning. How we doing? I'm good, man. Let me uh give you a couple dates, man. It's just something that's been on my mind, you know. Um June twelfth, nineteen sixty three, Mega Evers thirty seven. February twenty first, nineteen sixty five, Malcolm X, age forty. April fourth, nineteen sixty eight, Martin Luther King, age thirty nine. December fourth, nineteen sixty nine, Fred Hampton, age twenty one. Those are four men, black men, who were assassinated um, in this country. Uh, about in a six-year span, um, all four of those black men, you know, gave their lives uh, for the, you know, fight for equality of black life um, in America, uh, in all all arenas, you know. So I know we haven't really, it's February, we haven't really touched, you know, in depth on Black History Month or really much at all. Um, just because I feel like what we're doing, we're black history year, you know, we're black history every day, you know what I mean? But I feel like because of the impact of those four men and the fact that they gave the ultimate price for the, you know, the embetterment of, you know, black life in America, you know, all about the, you know, improving the equality of black life for black life in America, in all arenas. That we give them, you know, uh, a, a head nod, you know, a hat tilt and just a thank you for, you know, what they sacrificed. Um, and now it's our turn as a culture and as individuals as well to do a, do our own, take our own steps to move things forward and continue to fight for that equality for black life, you know, in America, in all arenas. Um, so, yeah, I just just figure we should touch on that. Yeah, I love it. You know that um, we're we're closing out the book, uh, the color of money, this episode, and you know all all four of them get mentioned somewhere yes. in in the book, right? Especially yes. like as we're talking about like current time and, and current life, and you know you you hear this sort of this thread of you know people saying like, hey, something's not right here. Like let's you know let's 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 make sure we change things um and then you you there's this sort of like constant you know two steps forward one step back sort of thing right um where it's like oh you know we're gonna do this wonderful thing or you know we pass the civil rights act and then you know right right afterwards there's this immediate <laughs> sort of whiplash of yeah, but actually we're going to close these banks or like, yeah, mm -hmm. but actually this thing we said we were going to do, we're not going to do. And, and, uh, you know, there was a lot of people that worked really, really hard to get to the point where Vernon and Devin could just have a podcast, right? Like, and it was no big deal. You know, we're not, we're not, um, we're not revolutionaries by having a podcast where we discuss, uh, business and, you know, working together and, and helping each other through this process. Um, what we're doing is revolutionary, but we're not revolutionaries. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally agree, man. Um, you know, and, and, and just to add, like, as we finished out the book, um, we're now in those last three chapters, 18, 19, 20, 
we entered in the 2000s. So where, you know, Bush Jr. Um, and then we're heading into, you know, Barack Obama. Um, and I felt like when the way that the writer, Mahersha, um, kind of painted the picture in terms of like Obama's presidency and Bush's presidency. And they even talk about how, you know, the recession and, and what part that played at a certain point. It was pretty much banking just as a whole got into this area of take more risks, you make more money, take more risks, you make more money. Um, and none of these risks were being really, you know, checked. There were no real checks and balances, you, you know, like, you know, you hear the stories of people, you know, buying like uh, $500,000 homes, but truly really only could afford like a $150,000 home. Um, but the banks were taking more and more risk. And she talks about how impactful that was on the black community and black black community specifically, because here we are, a lot of the agenda there or the initiative there was to lend more in black communities that she talks about. So when the recession hit, the people that really were hit the hardest were people in black communities, mainly because people in poorer communities really suffered the most the people who were trying to live beyond be above their means you know so that was interesting and then she also talks about how even having obama um and having a black president having representation in the highest office in america and how that still didn't really make a dent in the change in a significant way um all to lead to the point of i feel like the culmination of the book uh was how the people is where the change lies in the people um, and not necessarily in government. Um, You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I think that um, I think that she represents like a lot of healthy skepticism about, um, you know, the the role that, you know, especially in in a democracy, right? Like you're going to have, this thing like, hey, whatever plan you want, you know, is great when your guy's in charge, right? But yes, four years later, your guy might not be in charge. And all of a sudden that plan shifts. And so on the one hand, you know, um, you know, it, 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 we definitely, you know, we had affirmative action for white people for like 150 years where we were just like, yeah, you want some land, go West and you can have some land. No problem. Um, Mm -hmm. And like all these other things that were sort of like essentially wealth building opportunities um, for, for white people. And then we didn't extend those same opportunities to the black community. Right. Like uh, so, so that's an inherent problem. Um, But then trying to fix any of that stuff is also rife with this other issue of like, yeah, sure, Obama could maybe start a program and and maybe that's the right path. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I'm sure really smart people could discuss that and come up with an opinion, you know. But you know, right after Obama, you get yeah. Trump. Eight years is just not good enough. It's just not enough it, to undo. It, it, it's not even close to enough, yeah. you know. And, mm-hmm. and so you know, I think that the the hope uh, for black banking for the color of money for you know all of that stuff is you know falls back to shows like this Mm -hmm. and and people like us that are saying like hey you know how can we ensure that 
we're working together to uh, support each other's businesses and pass the information along so that you succeed, I succeed, we all succeed. Yeah, and and I do. And I think that kind of leads to a, a pretty pivotal moment in the book, or at least for now where she talks about the bank Greenwood in Atlanta where uh, Killer Mike ends up, you know, basically being a driving force for this particular black owned bank. And he took all of his money and put all of his money into this black owned bank. And then after him, she talks about the, you know, five or six other, you know, influencers um, that have a decent amount of wealth. Uh, put their money also into this black bank. So you wound up with all of these influencers, you know, in a, a pretty good lump sum of money that was deposited into this bank. And now they're leading efforts to, you know, build this bank up and try to make the purpose of this bank be, you know, keeping, you know, black black banking and inside and keeping money, as much money circulating inside of the black community as much as possible so this bank would be you know a driving force to help you know start up uh small black businesses and you know investing in those black businesses that already exist um from an investment standpoint so like it 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 sounds good it definitely is something that i signed up to the mailing list um and i'm really looking forward to seeing the impact that that has because it sounds like this particular black bank is not necessarily knocking on the doors of the government to be able to, you know, get it to the the level of a, a thriving black bank. It sounds like they're basically knocking on the doors of the people. Yeah, I mean, it's like an interesting, you know, it, it's an interesting pivot away from the idea of, uh, and, and who knows if it'll work, right? I think both of us mm-hmm. now, after reading this book, are going to have some healthy skepticism about, you know, the the relationship between success and black banking right um Mm -hmm. and and how that's how that's going to work or if that's going to work but you know it it is at least it seems like a new approach so Mm -hmm. you know so that that's pretty cool so speaking of new approaches we got a new book right yes nice transition Uh, thank you i saved that one (laughs) (laughs) so the uh this month uh we're gonna start a new book uh the hot hand the mystery of science and streaks. Um, mm. So it's, you know, for, for me, I'm picking this book. It's uh, about how people in the math and science community, um, statisticians, psychologists, all those people have been talking about, you know, was, is Steph Curry really getting hot or, you know, is it just, variance right i mean if you shoot 41 from 41 percent from three you're going to go 0 for 8 sometimes which means you're going to go 8 for 8 sometimes so when you go 8 for 8 are you actually hot or is it just chance um and i think that that's a real interesting topic for for the book for the show because we're thinking about business as a thing where look you and i both know you know it's probably not the first attempt at a product that's going to work for us. And it's probably not the second attempt, but the idea is that we're trying to build, you know, uh, our products in a way that's sort of like a sustainable, workable, reusable thing so that, 
you know, we take small shots and when they start paying off, we start investing heavily and heavily, heavier and heavier into them, sorry. Um, so that eventually when we, you know, we do find products that work and, and strategies that work for business, we'll be able to uh, succeed on those. So it's kind of like, uh, I feel like walks that balance between those two things. Mm. Um, so it's, I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it sounds like to me is keep shooting. You know, that, that that's what I'm here, keep shooting. You know, which, which is pretty much the motto of, of Steph Curry, you know what I mean? Yeah. Keep shooting. Yeah, keep shooting, and, baby. And, yeah, and, and at what point does is shooting, uh, you know, like if we're hot, like are we on fire? Is that a real thing? You know, so I'm I'm excited to hear hear about it and uh, and learn about it. All right, I'm, uh, keep up, man. Shoot, shoot or shoot, man. That's what I had to get that in there too. Shoot or shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 for those people who are listening, man, get the book. Get the book. This this, this particular book. We're going to really up our efforts on the book club. So uh, get the book. Keep up with us. We're going uh, a chapter a week. It should be doable. It's about an hour. Uh, Just keep up with us. It'd be nice to start creating some dialogue on each chapter uh, for the book uh, through social media, through the email, mailing list. Um, So get the book and join our book club. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, So want to do updates? I can go first. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your week, man. Tell us about your week. Pretty good week. Pretty good week. I uh, I have been extremely busy. So Sarah decided to go to one of the coding boot camps, um, and so right, I'm a I'm a developer. So like, when she has questions, guess who she asks? You know, <laughs> like so. Uh, a, a lot of my days are like, it's just like I'm coding all my personal stuff, and then I'm coding for work, and then. From you know four thirty to six, I'm like working with Sarah and like making sure that she understands what she learned that day and like drilling that stuff down. So just a crazy amount of you know I know one of your goals for the year was like discipline. So just a crazy amount of discipline on that. Um, I do have a little like project that's sort of developing a little bit more and more. So that's good. Um, I'm sort of making some headway on a new website. So that's like progress. So I'm definitely putting in work. Um, but I think I'm putting in work sort of in more like a wide variety of different sites, um, and things. So it's, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, the website for the process is black and white show is getting dialed in a little bit more. Each episode has its own, like, uh, listen page now so now you'll be able to share it with the old folks in your life <laughs> and also you know we'll be able to kind of hype that up so you know so that that's going really well i got a couple more things that i want to dial in there so uh you know busy and i'm doing stuff with giant quotes around it but uh you know i'm not really i wouldn't say making a whole lot of headway on anything specific how about you how was your week it's been good man this this was a good week um you know, as as far as uh, the uh, podcast uh, process is black and white, um, this was a week where I'm trying to get back into the social media game in a, in a, in a major way. So I started to, um, and actually started today, and I'm, I'm going to continue it on, where uh, a, long, a while ago you talked about we need to make sure that we share um, the process of the, the 2400 to movement stuff 
on the process of black and white uh, platforms because it's a big part of the show. So I'm taking the initiative now to start making sure that I intertwine the two of those things and continue to show a lot of the same pictures and um, information. And when when things are exciting for 2400, it should naturally be exciting also for, you know, the process is black and white. Um, because, you know, quite honestly, um, the process is black and white, you know, was what actually produced 2400 the movement. It, it, it was it's the biggest driving force. So, you know, it, it it needs its credit. It needs to show the work uh, just so that other people who are creators and entrepreneurs, they see the progress through the 2400 the movement um, through the prism of the process is black and white and hopefully it connects and it's like man wow that that happened in 30 weeks uh i need to start so that was my the biggest thing that i'm working on for the for the process is black and white and then uh there's a big day coming up man with the with 2400 the movement where you know we're we're going into our you know next drop here yeah tell, tell me about the next drop what do you what do you have planned so uh it's crazy um it's literally we're hoping to drop it uh tonight or tomorrow i guess technically uh 12 a.m this evening where uh, february 24th uh the plan is to go ahead and drop the uh processes i mean uh, the 2400 the movement second drop which is going to consist of two new seasonings uh, a Cajun old boy and then a mama smoky uh, turn down Cajun style uh, so two Cajun seasonings one's spicy that's that old boy and then one is on the milder smoky side which is the mama smoky turn down hence the name uh, then also we got new merch so we got kind of like a little bit of spring merch we're trying to keep the merch fresh so basically once it hits the page uh, there's only a hand, maybe like one or two things that you'll be able to consistently get, but the majority of all the merch that hits the page uh, will sell through that merch, and then we basically bring in new stuff. Um, so that's the goal. So we got a couple new merch pieces coming in, which is a, a nice sweatshirt, just kind of like getting ready for that that spring kind of weather. Um, you know, we're, so we're moving away a little bit from the hoodies, going into a nice sweatshirt is what we're adding. Uh, and then... Um, we're also adding a art piece to the uh, to the thing here, which is uh, we're starting a uh, seize the opportunity kind of uh, art street art movement, I guess you would call it. So uh, art, that's that's a that's a new lane for for you guys. You went from uh, spices and some swag maybe to to art. Tell me about what what that's about. Yeah, so you know it's it's kind of like. It was the natural progression, really, of of twenty four hundred the movement. So, you know, for me, I bring the spices to the table, and that that's my hobby. That's you know my my thing that I do that I am very passionate about. Um, and then uh, Rodney, one third of the other one third piece, what he brings to the table is his creative his creative side is art. Um, so it's videography, it's creating music, it's pretty much all things related to art so as he's filming these videos and you know putting together all these videos for people he's also just taking pictures through that whole process so what he ended up with was 
um, pretty much this catalog of just photographs that he had from when he would do videos. And uh, when we were putting together the website, we, we, you know, part of the reason for Rodney being, you know, not just involved, but one of his biggest assets that we saw was that he can help us with putting together like all the imagery for the website. And so we needed a pick and we wanted a pick. Um, in fact, I think we had seized the opportunity um, across the pick before we even inserted a pick. Like we had the idea of what that meant, like the the how I think it is under there or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And um, he basically was like, all right, I got a picture for it. So we come back for our next meeting on Sunday and he's like, yeah, I put the pick up. So we pop open the pick and me and Kunta, who's the, the we're the other two, we look at the pick and we're like, wow, like, yo, it was breathtaking. The first time seeing it, it was breathtaking. Um, and it's a beautiful pick. And I think the pick for me, like the first thing that you see is when you look at that pick is it, it truly, um, it's like if you could put a definition or pick an image up on Google where you search, you know, a Philadelphia neighborhood, that picture that would represent, you know, on that would be the perfect Google image. That would be, you know, it's it's synonymous for a Philadelphia neighborhood. It's, it's perfect. Um, and that was the first thing. But then when you look deeper in the picture and I'll even ask you, um, there's certain things that I take away from the picture. And then there are certain things that other people take away from the picture. So I'll ask you like you're you're looking at the picture currently, right? Yep. OK, so so for you, like what what do you see when you when you look at this picture? So uh, there's a couple of things, and I think the bit the big one is like right. I, I live in Colorado now, and everything's real spread apart and brand new, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's real different. Uh, but like, if you were to say like, what's you know what's quintessentially Philly? I'd be like, well, the houses come right up to the sidewalk, right? Like <laughs> there's no front yards; they're just that come right up to the sidewalk, and then there's the stoop, um, and that's like the first thing that jumps out at me for the pick is I'm like. Oh, look, it's stoops. Like, you know, you get this, the houses come right up and then they're, they're colorful, right? Which I think, um, you miss a lot in like the, when somebody's trying to represent Philly, sometimes they miss the fact that, you know, it's, it's colorful. Like that, the row homes are colorful. They're painted all sorts of different colors. And here we have that in that pick. And then of course, in the background, you know, sort of towering over all this, you have the Comcast center, Liberty one and two. So it's like it's very quintessentially Philadelphia, and then like you have the the people parking up on the sidewalk. So it's like, you know, <laughs> there's there's still no parking in anywhere in Philadelphia. And people just kind of do their own thing, you know. So it's like it very much speaks to like both the the city as like a vignette, but also, mm. um, you know, the the sort of like the actual nature. Like if you if you are from Philly. It screams Philly, you know. Yes, yes, and that and that's what it what it is. And then, like for me, I feel like the picture. So you just said something like you you noticed, you know, the like the vibrant feel of the the neighborhood, right? Like you noticed that first, but then you talk to some people who, you know, like when they look at that picture, they just see a picture of the skyline, and it and it's so to me, it, it's like it really speaks to the way that like certain people, you know, look at, you know, communities and opportunity. 
And so when we say, you know, seize the opportunity, like it can mean it's it's all of that. You know what I mean? And a picture can mean so many different things uh, to so many people. So the message of seizing the opportunity could mean, hey, take the city over. Right. Like you see those skylines, you see those big buildings like, you know, put your white collar shirt on and and go be a, you know, a corporate you know, CEO for one of those businesses down there. And you can do that right from this community right here. You know what I mean? Or it sees the opportunity. You can be like, you know, hey, you know that abandoned building that's on, uh, you know, Lehigh Avenue. Uh, it's not too far from this here community. And if you look in this community, like it is homes that are, you know, pretty well taken care of. They've been around for a while. And inside of those homes are people. There's no abandoned houses on this picture. There's no, you know what I mean? There's just like uh, probably what, 25 potential homes. I mean, potential customers uh, or I guess families as customers inside of these row homes. You know, it's probably 20 houses occupied on each side. So just in this one block alone, there's opportunity as an entrepreneur. So it's like, it really, to me, it cuts so many different ways. And that's why I love the picture. And it's and my son, you know, now that everything's done from home with, with school and everything, my son looks at this picture as he does his schoolwork every day. And, you know, we he asked me some questions about the picture. And it's been resonating with him. So part of what we want to do as 2400 The Movement is we feel like, a big thing that we're doing is we're trying to change the culture in, in our communities. And one of the biggest pieces of culture is art. Art is culture. And art also can shape your mind, whether you know it or not. You know, I was just telling somebody the other day in my grandparents' house, there was there was pictures everywhere. You know, old people back in the day, man, they put pictures up all over their walls. I don't know about your grandparents, but had all the weird pictures from the, the photographs of like all the family in the same shirt, you know, all of that type stuff, like all those weird 70s pictures. Like we had pictures everywhere. And one of the pictures that I'll never forget, Devin, is coming into my grandparents' house as a kid, you know, the house I grew up in. Um, on the back side of the door, there was a picture of Dr. J walking off the court i believe on his retirement and then there, and then underneath it was the big picture i mean it was like a you know nice size picture it was probably like 20 by something and then underneath there was like this catalog i mean these uh little pictures of him hoisting the trophy him like when he first got to philly sure. and i remember being a kid and i don't know but that thing it was like looking at a superhero every day oh yeah you, you know, know what i mean it was his birthday yesterday yeah, it was. That's right. Happy birthday, Doc. Um, but yeah, it was like it was like looking at a superhero. I didn't watch him play. I, I didn't even really know a whole lot about him. But I knew that there was a guy that looked like me in a picture with a, with the core state spectrum, which I knew from going to the, the Ringling Brothers and all of that stuff. I knew he was in the core the, the state spectrum. And there were like, you know, 16,000 people just cheering for this dude. Sure, and and it was like he was like a superhero to me. He's still a um, superhero, and he's still a superhero to me. There's a on Ridge Ave. There's a there's a painting of Doc in a suit on a building in Ridge Ave in Philadelphia. It's probably like around like fifteen, sixteen, so somewhere in there in Ridge, right? I, I know like, right where it is. I can yeah, picture it in my mind right, right? now. I like every time I sometimes I would like drive past that thing just to see it, and it it, 
it, I didn't know how much it really like just resonated with me, man. It, it was it's incredible. So I want to I want 2400 to recreate that. Bring that back. Get more art inside of homes and art that's going to inspire people to seize the opportunity. You know, whatever that whatever that means for you, it's going to mean different things for everybody. But the idea is that art piece is to seize the opportunity. Love it, man. I I, I love the mission. And I like the, the Dr. J talk too, you know, like, you know, it, it, you know, there, I didn't, I didn't have this, like, you know, to me, Dr. J was this just imposing, legendary, amazing player. Right. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. and like, that was like sort of my experience of him. And now he's like, uh, he's kind of like almost Rushmore in a way, right? And oh, yeah. part part of the reason that he's Rushmore is a hundred percent that mural from the Mural Arts Project on Rich, like because I would drive by that or I would walk by that and I would look at that and I'd be like, man, what a what like that's what a man is, right? <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. that's like you know if you want to be a peak man, like he's that's right up there with what that looks like, you know. Remember, he's not even in his basketball set. He's in a suit. No, he's in a suit. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, one more. There's the one over by Kelly Drive, like right from the when you get on the Roosevelt Boulevard underneath the overpass. There's a doc one there in his uniform. And it's another one that's pretty good. They pop up all over the city and they're pretty awesome, man. Dude, the Mural Arts Project is one of the best things that Philly's got going for it. Like, Absolutely. I it love is it. so it is so great. And, you know, it, it just I don't know. Philadelphia has you know I, i'm never moving back ever in a million <laughs> years no chance but you know there's i have this like permanent love because you know it, it's just it, it's so i don't know it's got it just screams itself all mm. the time everywhere you know um agreed so yeah, real quick love that love that city go ahead is there a pick that you can think of from your childhood like a photograph or some type of piece of art that you that you remember vividly from a kid that you saw on a wall often oh sure yeah I, um so there's a norman rockwell painting um that uh my parents got a print of for my grandmother um from so like they got it for her. They must've been the seventies when they got it for her. Cause I think they got it for her when they got married. Um, and so like prints were actually a thing, right? Like <laughs> having a numbered print of something of a run of something was, was valuable. So it was, you know, I think they probably spent like two or 300 bucks on it. Right. Like, so it was mm. a, it was, a, it was a big purchase um, for them that they got for her as like a, you know, thank you for all your support or whatever. And uh, so it's a Norman Rockwell print of the Golden Rule, and it's just that uh, that painting is is killer anyway. Um, and then so it's just a print of that, and they had it framed and they hung it at her house. And so at some point, my grandmother had dementia, and at some point, she promised it to literally every grandkid that she had. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like the kind of running joke is that you know, like we all are like expecting. It's, it hangs in my parents' house now. Yeah. At some point, we're all expecting to get this print. Um, and <laughs> it's going to end up going to my sister because she has great, she has kids. So that, that's where it's going to go. But, wow. Uh, yeah, so wow. We, we all think about that, you know? Yeah. Do, you, do you have any art on your wall right now? Oh, yeah. I think so. You, yeah. 
Oh, so much. Because Sarah's a visual artist. Okay, um, got you. So we have, yeah. Well, I guess at some point we'll do, uh, we're going to have a video show. And so you'll see what like my office looks like. You'll get a sense of, you get a sense of the That's vibe. awesome. So, yeah, yeah that's coming. So we, that's coming. we need more of that. that that's, that's a mission of ours. We need, uh, unfortunately, in the houses I go to now, it just don't feel the same way like I remember growing up. So that that's kind of part of our mission. Bring that art back, Love you know, it. in the community. Uh, anything else you wanna you wanna cover before we close it out? No, nah, man. Just uh, you know, go to both websites, man. Twenty four hundred movement dot com, and then also head on over to theprocessesblackandwhite dot com. You know, check us out, man. We put a lot of time and effort into those websites, and they're they're forever improving. Um, and then also follow us on Twitter at process underscore is, and then follow us on Instagram. We'll follow you back on the process underscore is. Um, yeah, man. And then go on Facebook and join our Facebook, uh, at the process is black and white, dot, uh, on Facebook. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're starting a new book. So right now it's the time to get it. I'll, I'll send the link out. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Get the I'll book, love- read along. It'd be nice to have some more dialogue, uh, outside of the show about the book. Uh, I think that's a good way to kind of build up some conversation. So please, if you're listening, go get the book and then also Tweet us or, you know, hit us with a tag in uh, Facebook or something. Get our attention uh, so that we can know that you got the book so we can start some some conversation. Even if it's just one, man. Somebody grab a book. Bye. <laughs> Love it. Talk to you next week. Yeah, man.